Grace and peace, everyone, and welcome to KNEC Sermons, a podcast of Kurt Newton and East Calder, Church of Scotland. And let's listen to today's episode. Let us pray. Living God, we thank you for your word. Inspire us and teach us through your Spirit's power in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, in today's reading, we hear about Jesus telling the crowd that he will offer his life so that the world may live. He offers it in order that the world might have life. In essence, he's saying, I am the living bread, the substance of life, the one who freely came down from heaven and who freely gives life and pours out love. Stephanie Spillers has written a book called The Church Cracked Open, Disruption, Decline and New Hope for a Beloved Community. Here's a wee extract in which she talks about the Greek word kenosis, which means to pour out, used in the Gospels to describe Jesus pouring out of life and love. She said this, Jesus' life on earth was a purely chaotic, downwardly mobile path. Jesus could have been a prince on a throne, holding power, riches and every kind of privilege. Instead, he denied it. He let it go. He consciously chose a path that assured suffering, humiliation, desolation and finally death on a cross. In response, God lifted him up and gave him glory. None of this was an accident or coincidence. Jesus entered as he did, where he did, doing what he did, because God needed us to finally comprehend the truth. God is not a sky king who heads an empire. God is the love that gives itself away for the sake of more love. When you take something you possess, your bread and power, your abilities and identities, your comfort and control, your treasured structures and even life itself and release your attachment to it and make it useful for God's movement, you are practising kenosis. Well, I was struck by that. I liked that and uh, it spoke to me uh, this week and I hope it speaks to you too. This idea of love giving itself away for the sake of love, more love. This is what we are invited to take part in, to participate in, to be a a part of that body of Christ, giving itself away for the sake of more love, knowing that the Father will pour in more and more love, the Spirit will pour in more and more love in order to replenish. This flow of self-giving love, is what we naturally do as parents, grandparents, aunties, uncles, or simply as people committed to the common good. Paul's advice to the Ephesian believers in chapter 5 helps to put some meat on the bones of this, to give us an idea of what this new self-giving life looks like. According to Paul, followers of the downwardly mobile Jesus are called to live by the Spirit's power, to live wisely, 
to find out what the Lord wants them to do, to practice doing good and to sing from the heart, always giving thanks as the Spirit breathes in and through them, to live with an attitude of gratitude. The King James Version puts Ephesians 5.15 as, See then that ye walk circumspectly. In other words, think carefully before saying or doing anything. How often we can be drawn into doing things without thinking carefully, prayerfully beforehand. It's too easy to fire off a reply to an email or to respond with an angry word without having given it proper attention, without listening to the Spirit's heartbeat. God the Spirit wants to fill us with life and make our existing life ever more fruitful with love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, humility and self-control. Self-control is needed when it comes to what we eat and drink as well as how we speak and act. Don't get drunk on wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit, says the word. We might agree that wine can help at times, but it can quickly take over if taken too often in excess. We might know too how it continues to ruin many a life. What might have begun as a coping mechanism to dull the pain of trauma can easily become an addiction that threatens to engulf a person. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Sing psalms, hymns, spiritual songs. Make music to the Lord in your heart. Give thanks to God. These are the tonics to help strengthen the soul and bring fruitful life. And it's also important for the church to help to create opportunities for people to engage with the God who is the source of life. I liked what the Church of Scotland General Assembly trustees wrote this week in their monthly update. The trustees were of the view that success as a church was not only measured by bringing people into a church building on a Sunday morning, but by creating the right conditions for people to meet God and become part of the work of the church in that way. How can we help to create the conditions for us to meet God as well as for other people to meet God? Where might we take what we are learning in the Spirit to bless other places and other people? In what seems to be an increasingly secular society, there are no shortage of situations where a word of life can be spoken into, as long as we think and pray carefully before speaking. Let's pray. O Lord, gentle God of whispers and spirit power, fill us, move us, the Jesus way we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening, everyone. You've been listening to KNEC Sermons. You can find more information on our website, www.knec.com for jesus.org.uk look forward to hearing and seeing you again grace and peace